Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. prayer was meant to be prayed, Jesus said, when Jesus asked, his disciples asked how she'd pray, Jesus said, pray this. And so you should pray the Lord's Prayer daily. I would, I would challenge you. My mother-in-law, I talked with her this week. She watches our services every week. She has a book, you know. Uh, she loves her son-in-law. Uh, <laughs> but she, uh, she told me, she said, you know, Jeff, she says, every morning I get up, I find myself waking up saying the Lord's Prayer. Now, man, I want to tell you, that's a place to be, right? Is wake up saying the Lord's Prayer. So let's say it together. You ready? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And everybody shout it out. Amen. 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 You may be seated. You guys come. You guys are ready to have church today, I can tell. Yes, sir. That's right. It's good to see you. I want to go through these statements with you um, that we've been saying. We said, our Father, and you just tell me what, is, what it means, what's underlined. You ready? Our Father, which means what? God loves me no matter what. Hallowed be thy name. I praise you, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Have your way, God. And then we said, you know, give us this day our daily bread, which is not on the screen. We said that last week, which simply means, God, give me what I need today. And so today, I want to, before I go into the next phrase with you, I want to tell you, many of you, if you've been around long at all, you know that I do everything I can to try to uh, take care of my health. I, I work really hard at it. Because my father's a very severe diabetic. He, was, he, was, he became a diabetic when he was in his 30s. And so I know if I don't, I will be, become a diabetic. And so I'm looking for things always to help me. So uh, I told you this, I've told you this many times, but several years ago, I thought, you know what, I'm, uh, when I was in my 30s, I thought, you know what, I'm going to develop abs of steel just to show that I can do this. And so, I, you know, they had this belt that you could buy at Walmart that was all, as seen on TV. So I got me a 12-volt battery is what it seemed like behind uh, on that battery, that belt. And, and sure enough, it was the ab uh, destroyer because what it did was it, it electrocuted you. That's what it did <laughs> is that you got shocked here in the lower part and the, and the upper part and, you, and your, your muscles would retract. And, and I knew it was a bad thing when I hit that button to start it and I was brushing my teeth and sparks were flying. It was bad. <laughs> Matter of fact, I still have the scars here and here uh, to show you. I did not have surgery. I had a belt accident, all right, that uh, scarred me there. But uh, So I say that to tell you that I'm always researching to find out, you know, what's better. But I did find something that uh, the Mayo Clinic actually recommended uh, 
the Mayo Clinic actually recommended this, and I want to give it to you, but I want to share with you what sold me on it before I decided that it was, uh, it was real and I should do it. Look, listen what they said the benefits of what I'm about to share with you is. He said, the benefits of this is this, is that uh, you will have huge rewards in your health by lowering your risk of heart attack. That sounds good. Improving cholesterol levels and, and sleep sounds good. Reducing pain, hallelujah. The older I get, yes. Uh, and reducing blood pressure and the levels of anxiety and depression and stress. If you will do these things, if you will take this prescription, how many of you want to know what it is? Anybody beside me want to know what it is? Hey, wait a minute. Now, there's only about 10. But how many of you want to know what that is? All right. Yes, that's better. Would you, I want, matter of fact, I want to go ahead and give you, I want you to take out that little piece of paper. And at home, if you'll grab a piece of paper and a pen as well, I want to give you where you can look this up and that you will know exactly. And you can uh, have this and have a better life. You ready? Here it is. I want you to go to www. Here it is, forgiveness. Amen. Would you write forgiveness on that piece of paper? Now, everything that I just shared with you is true that the Mayo Clinic said that about forgiveness. You can look it up. The Mayo Clinic said that you will have all those health benefits if you can learn to forgive. In other words, there's a lot of people that's in the hospital that could go home if they could forgive because it's not about what they're eating that's bothering them. It's what's eating them, right? And so, and, and listen, and let me tell you something. I had a lot of things in my life that's eat, been eating me that I had to get rid of. And so we want to talk about this today. And that's why on the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said this. He said, again, the state, our statement of Matthew 6 and 12 in the Lord's Prayer is coming up. He says, forgive us our debts as we forgive what? Our debtors. In other words, our sins. That's another word for debts. Our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So I want you to say this statement underneath this. So let's say it together. You ready? I have received forgiveness. I can. Let's say it again. I have received forgiveness. I can. I can give forgiveness. And that's it. So today I have a great challenge ahead of me that I think I'm going to be able to do. And that is I want to talk to you today about how to receive forgiveness. And then we're going to flip the outline over. And then I'm going to talk, about, talk to you about how to give forgiveness. So I want you today, I believe that this is going to be a a, a, mar a mark in your life this day would, that you'll look back to and say, man, that was a day that God changed my life. So here we go. How to, how to receive forgiveness. Let's talk about that first. Number one is this. If you want to receive forgiveness, the first thing we must do is admit our sin. We have to admit our sin. Why does God want us to admit our sin? Here's why. Here it is. Here it is. The reason God wants us to admit our sin is because you can never move past something uh, an issue in your life until you admit you have one. Amen? Amen? Amen. Any, anybody that's been to an AA meeting will tell you that the first thing I tell you, you got to admit that you got a problem. And until you admit that you have a particular sin problem in your life that you, you have messed up, that you've done wrong, you can never move beyond that. And so the greatest thing is admitting it. God, I messed up. Not, well, Lord, you know, they made me do this. And Lord, if it hadn't been for them. If it no, no, no. It's me. I own it. And when you own it, then you can be forgiven of it. And that's why the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, he says this. Notice that word. What's that first word? If. 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 If I admit or if I confess. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. 
In other words, you can't get better until you admit I have a problem. Then you can get over it. Amen, everybody? Amen. Now, why does God want us to confess? Well, like I said, to admit it, but also to own it. And then I would tell you this, the confession, confession kills the root that causes bad fruit. Confession kills the root of the problem that's causing you to have such a problem. Once you, once you admit it and you confess it, confession kills the root that's causing the bad fruit in your life. So I would say this, confession, baby, here it is. I'm going to give you a bit real, real spiritual term. You ready? Confession is spiritual roundup. <laughs> spiritual roundup. Because it kills her. And let me tell you some Roundup some bad stuff. You, you ever accidentally spilt some Roundup on your good grass? Oh, it will. I mean, it's like a brown spot immediately, right? Yes, sir. I thought I was going to get, you know, smart with some Roundup. I didn't realize, realize it was that potent when I, when I used it one time. And, I, I mean, it just about killed everything. And so, you know, you don't. Gentlemen, listen, maybe you're green thumb, I'm not, but Ron did planted these flowers out, and I thought I was going to kill the weeds close to it, so I just sprayed their little roundup around it. Well, I killed all of them. <laughs> Glory to God, that was bad. Number two is this. The second thing I would tell you how to receive God's forgiveness is repent of your sin. Now, when we say repentance, you think of that sidewalk preacher that when you go by, he says, Hey, you turn or you burn, you lie, you fry, you dip, you trip, you smoke, you choke. You know, all of that. You think about that, right? I was, went by the square the other day, and there was one that was a sidewalk preacher, and thank God for him. I'm not knocking them. But I wanted to just give him a thumbs up. He wouldn't look at me, though. I want to say, man, thank you. He was rolling. But what I, don't think it. That's not what repentance is. Repentance is not that at all. Matter of fact, when you look up the original word for repentance in Hebrew, it actually means return. It means like, okay, like, let me break it down this way. The Romans took that word and they made it, they actually called it repentance when they had a battalion, like a, this picture of the Roman soldiers here. The battalion of soldiers would be marching this way. They would be marching this way, and the commander would yell, repent! And when he yelled that word, repent, they did a 180, and they started walking back this way. That's what repentance means. It means to return, to return. And so when you repent, listen, when you repent, if you're going this way and God is that way, if you're going this way and you repent, it means that you turn and you start walking back towards God again. You see, listen, you will never, ever be close to God as long as you're walking away from Him. Amen. It's when you turn and you start walking back toward Him. How do I get back to God? How do I get back to God? That's the question I get asked all the time. I say, repent, turn. Turn and walk back toward God. That's the way you get back close to God. So here's the deal. The question that you must ask and I must ask is this, is that number one, if you've never known Christ as your Savior, then you need to turn toward God for the first time. And if you're in this room today, if you're watching online, and that you know what, you've been walking away from God, here's the deal. You need to repent and return to God. Amen? Amen. So either today we're either turning or we're returning to God. Amen. Everything starts with God. Amen? Amen? And so why don't, listen, why don't we right now just stop and do that? Wherever you are, maybe those that are watching, I just want you to bow your heads with me right now. Let's do that.
You're either saying, God, I want to return to you, or God, I want to turn to you. Heavenly Father, right now, we just uh, repent, God. Lord, right now, there's people in this room that are turning to you for the very first time. There's people that are watching online that are, that are turning, you to, turning to you for their very first time. And Lord, there's others in this room, God, that are returning to you. They've walked away. They've been walking the opposite direction. And today, they're returning to you. And Father, we pray for those online that are returning to you. And Jesus, we ask you to come into our lives and forgive us of our sins, O oh Lord, and make us new in you. Save us. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that came to Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen. Listen to what the Bible says. Again, right after, right after Jesus had died on the cross and was resurrected and went back to heaven, and they, the first preacher began to preach, and this was Simon Peter. Look what he says. He says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice that. You cannot have the empowerment of God without turning to God. You just can't have it. Too many people tell me, say, well, now, Jeff, you know, when I quit doing this, then I'm going I'm to get to church. I'm going to come to God. Let me tell you something. If you could quit doing that, you would have already quit doing that on your own. You can't do it. You've got to have the power of God. And so you don't, listen, you don't get good and then get God. No, you get God and then get good. Amen? Amen. He's the source. You get God first. And so repent. You know what one of the signs are that you repented? One of the signs is baptism. You see, what, like in this, in this church, we ask you now, if you pray that prayer, matter of fact, I'll say this, if you pray that prayer, we hope that you'll check that on your connection card that's, uh, that was either online that you see virtually on your app or in, in person, you'll check that box. Or, you know, maybe you pray the prayer, you can text this number uh, behind the screen if you're watching online. But the number one way that we know, see, we don't ask you to stand up. We don't say, okay, walk down here. We don't say, you know, uh, raise your hand. No, the sign that you repented to, to everybody else is baptism. That means you say, you know, when you say, I'm going to be baptized, you're saying, I want the world to know that I've returned to God. I've either turned to God or returned to God. Now, and I would challenge you, if you've, if you've not been baptized, you need to sign up to be baptized. We're doing one at the end of the month. And I would challenge you to do that. You say, well, how many times can you be baptized? Because, you know, I, I was turned to God a long time ago, but I've been walking way away from him, and everybody knows that I've been messing up. I've been messed up. So uh, can I get baptized again? Yes. How many times can you get baptized? As many as it takes. <laughs> I baptized. Listen, I've been the pastor here working on 26 years now. There was one young lady I baptized her four times, and thank God the fourth time took. So listen, we will baptize you till you're so shriveled up you can't hardly move. <laughs> Get in the water, amen? There's something about that water. Get in it. Sign up to be baptized. Okay, let's say it again. Uh, the third thing is coming up is this. How to receive God's forgiveness. Number, uh, the, the third thing is, is receive God's forgiveness. Just receive God's forgiveness. Psalms 103, I love this. Psalm 103 says, He's removed our sins as far as the east it's from the West. Now, let me just say this. I've been thinking how I could explain this to you because a lot of people say, now, God remembers my sin, right? No, no, he didn't remember your sin. He forgives it. It's, pay, it's taken away. He says, as far as the East is from the West, that's how far it is from God's mind. 
Anybody know about 285? Okay, 285, right? We got 280 around the city, 285. Let me tell you something. It is confusing. Somebody says, okay, now you get on 285 east. No, no, no. You get on 285 south. No, you get on 285 west. No, you get on 285 north. What? We're like, what are you talking about? But here's, the, here's what I want you to understand is that, there, that, that you go 285 east until it becomes 285 south. And then it becomes 285 west, then it becomes 285 north. What I want you to know is that east and west never touch. They never touch. You, you got to go, go north and south before you can go e- before east and west touch. Are you tracking with me? And what God is saying, I put your sins so far out of my mind, it's like the east and west, they never touch, then I never remember your sins anymore. They are put away from me. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Just, just because you remembered what you've done and what was so bad doesn't mean that God remembers it anymore. Aren't you glad about that? When that thought comes in your mind, you, when that thought comes to your mind, you say, no. Matter of fact, the next time that you're on 285, you'll probably have a lot of time to think. <laughs> and so just begin to think, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. God has put my sins away from me as far as the east is from the west. And that is so true. You have to believe that. On the screen again, let's say this portion of the Lord's Prayer again. You ready? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Let's say this line. You ready? Come on. I have received forgiveness. I can give forgiveness. I can give forgiveness. Now, let's go to the hard part. You ready? The hard part, how to forgive others. Now, see, the other part, that's me receiving, but now I got to give it. And I don't like this part. I'll just be transparent with you. And I don't think you do either. I want to say this before I go any further. Listen. Forgiveness is not forgetting. If you could forget it, you wouldn't need to forgive it. And some of you are torturing yourself because you have a memory of what someone has done and you think, oh, no, I hadn't forgiven them. Oh, yes, you have. Just because you have that thought again doesn't mean you you haven't forgiven them, all right? God is the only one that can forgive and forget. You don't have that ability and neither do I. So that's why we have to keep forgiving, right? We forgive. Make a choice to forgive. Okay, how to forgive others. Here we go. Three things. Number one, the first thing is get it out. I mean, get it out. Look what the Bible says in James 5 and 16. He says, therefore, confess your sins or hurts, I would say. Your sins are hurt to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. You may be healed. What I want you to know is that whatever the it is, somebody did it to you. They did it. They did it. The it, it will never get better. Until you reveal the it, you can never be healed from the it. See, whatever you're holding in will hold you down. Did you hear that? Whatever you're holding in will hold you down. It will hold you down. I remember the day, you know, I used to think about counseling as this. Like, I used to think, you know, I used to make fun of people. Like, man, what you talking about? I need to go counseling. Because I think about it, you know, all I think of is a sofa in somebody's office. And if you go lay back and you get there and they go, okay, well, you know, when I come out of my mom's stomach, you know, the doctor hit me too hard on the rump and now I'm this way. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I thought, okay? So I was wrong. And I tell you, there come a point in my life to where I was hurting so bad so I had to go do something. And finally, I remember going, sitting in the, going to see a counselor. I didn't know what to expect, never been to one. So I was looking for the couch. 
I'm like, where is the couch? I'm going to the couch. <laughs> I'm going to lay down. I don't know what you're going to do, but here, make me better. I'm good. Where's the couch? My counselor didn't have a couch. Anyways, but what I want to share with you is this, is what I didn't realize was happening in those times I was meeting with this person that I paid $100 every visit I went. And he asked me questions that got me to get things that had been inside of me a long, long time out. And what I can tell you is this, is that I'm a better man because what was in me that was holding me down is no longer in me. I, what was in me come out of me, and therefore I got it out, and it made me a better man. And I want to tell you, if you don't get it out, how can you get it out? Well, listen, maybe you don't have $100 a week, $100 to pay somebody. You know what? A trusted friend, a pastor, or again, listen, it's worth paying a counselor if you can't find nobody else. I'm telling you. Listen, I'm, I'm, not about going, I'm not about charging things on a credit card. Everybody will tell you we're financial peace people around here. But I would say, listen, that's the best investment I ever made. So I say if you've got to charge it on your credit card to get better, then listen, you get better. Amen? Amen. You get better. And that's what we, we believe in. So look on the screen again. It's coming up. Look what it says in our statement of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Let's say, you ready? I have received forgiveness. I can forgive I can give forgiveness. Number two is let go of the desire to get even. Let go of the desire to get even. Listen, there's people like me in this room that are type A people. You never wonder what we're thinking because we always tell you. And so many of us say things, you go, oh, boy, they're a mean person because they said that. Like there's been many times that Rhonda and I, someone said something to me, and because Rhonda's lived with me all these years, she knows it's about to come out of what I'm about to think. And so she gets nervous sometimes when we're in conversations about what I might say. Some of you, there's 10% of us in this room. The rest of you, the 90% have no clue what I'm talking about. You're the ones getting nervous. But let me just tell you something. It's real easy to throw darts at us and say, boy, they're a loud mouth and they say what they think. But the rest of you, you may not say it, but you think it. You know what? When somebody has done something to you or hurt you or your child or something like that, it's, listen, moms, it's not beyond you to say, you know, I hope that kid fails. I hope they get an F in English. That's right. I hope they never spell, an, ever spell another word again since they made fun of my kid for in the spelling bee, right? Or, or, or on the soccer field, you know, I, ho I hope that they don't make the team. It's, it's those underlying things that, that, are, that are more powerful than what people say, Amen. And so we have this within us. And then Jesus comes up and says this. Now, I want to tell you, this is the part I don't like about the Bible. Look what he says. Jesus says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. I've got to forgive others as he, as he forgives me. What I, this is what I had to understand. As long as you're holding unforgiveness in your heart, whether it be like 10%, let's say, let's say it's 10% you're holding unforgiveness in your heart. It may look like this picture that I want to show you right now. Look at that picture. See that dark, that dark spot in that heart? That represents unforgiveness in your heart. And here's the deal. If, you, if you're holding 10% unforgiveness, you can never love God with 100% of your heart. You can never give God all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And you can never love your children with 100% of your heart as long as you're holding unforgiveness against your parents. If they're holding unforgiveness against that ex-husband, you know, he done you bad, that ex-wife, that ex-husband, they done you bad, and they hurt you, yes, and you want to get them back. And the only problem is this, as long as you're holding on to that, it's hurting your children. 
You can't love your children. You can't love your parents. You can't love anybody with 100% as long as 10% is care is unforgiveness. Amen? You just can't do it. And that's why God says you got to get it out. Now, this next verse, I'm going to tell you something. I don't like it at all. I mean, I, read, I remember reading this in the Bible. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this ain't, uh-uh. Listen to what it says. Matthew 5, 44, Jesus said this. But I say unto you, love your enemies. No way. <laughs> Bless those who curse you. Not a chance. Do good to those who hate you. Forget it. Are you tracking with me? Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Uh Uh-uh. That's the way I read that verse when I read it. You know what? Here's the deal. If I'm not going to live by that verse, I might as well just rip it right out of my Bible. Say, forget it. Because that's what we do when we refuse to listen to God's Word. It's like we ignore it, so we might as well just rip it out. And I want to tell you something. Is that when, until I understood what Jesus was saying, then that's the way I felt. Like, rip it right out. Forget it. By the way, that was a concordance in my Bible. It was not the word of Okay. I just want to tell you. I can see some of you like, he's going straight to hell. That man is going straight to hell. <laughs> I saw it. I saw the look. I'm like, oh, I better, I better straighten this out. I'm not getting anywhere else. <laughs> I had to understand this. Listen to it. I hope you can understand this. Jesus was not saying feel good to, about those people that done bad to you. When I thought about loving somebody that had hurt me, I thought about I got to be like, oh, it's so good to see you. I just love you so much. You know, come here. Let me hug you. Heck no, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean feel good about them. It means do good toward them no matter what. In other words, don't let their bad towards you turn you into a bad person. So I'm going to do good no matter what you've done to me. I'm still going to do good to you. Because that's, that's being godly, right? That's love, see? And so I got this biblical definition of love that you need to know that I had to learn, and it's this. Would you look at it with me? It says this. Biblical love is a choice to do good for another person regardless of what? Of what I feel. I'm going to do good. That's biblical love. See, that's it. Now, doesn't that make it a little bit better? I mean, don't you say, okay, well, I can really, I can love other people. I don't have to like them to love them. That's right. You don't. You don't even have to want to be around them. You're like, hey, no, sir, I don't want to be there. But when you see them and they have a need that you can meet, then guess what? You can still do that and not like them. You can do good and not like them. Just don't let their bad make you become a bad person. That's what the Scripture's teaching here. That is exactly what we're trying to say is that. Now, one thing I would tell you is this, is that this happened to me. I don't know, years ago, I had someone that hurt me really bad. I'm talking about really bad. And I would pray the Lord's Prayer. I get this part about, you know, forgive my debts as I forgive my debtors, or forgive my sins as I forgive the sins of those who have sinned against me. And I'd call this person's name out because I'm supposed to pray for my enemies, right? And so this would be my prayer. God... I just ask you to bless this person, blah, blah, blah. Take care of them, God. And then I stop saying, now, God, I don't mean it. I just said that because you told me to. And right now, I don't mean it. 
I want to tell you, it took me two years before I meant it. Two years. But what I understood is every day that I called their names out, and let me tell you something, that's been years ago, and still to this day, every day when I pray the Lord's Prayer, I call their names out and ask God to bless them, and guess what? Now I mean it. Now I mean it. See, you didn't have to, what I'm trying to tell you is this doesn't happen overnight. You know, some of you think something's wrong with you because you ain't got over it yet. Let me tell you, it doesn't happen overnight. You continue to pray, you continue to pray until God gives you a breakthrough. And when you, the more you bless them, the more you'll start meaning that, that blessing after a little time. Amen, everybody? Amen. I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you. Third, let me share this, the verse again one more time, and then we're going to give you the last point. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Let's say, you ready? I have received forgiveness. I can give forgiveness. The last thing is this. How to forgive others is change the channel. Change the channel. Like on your television, you know, when you don't like, when a commercial comes on, guys, you know what I'm talking about, when you're watching the game or whatever, and a commercial comes on, you flip to another game for a minute, right? Change the channel. You don't like it, change the channel. And what I'm trying to say here is that when the enemy comes in, I don't know if he does you this way or not, but he comes in, when I say I've forgiven someone, he brings up the memory of what they've done to me. Have you ever had that happen? Look what the Bible says here, Colossians. It says, make allowances for each other's faults and forgive others, uh, forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And what I've learned is forgiven people forgive people. So again, when I'm, when I'm just minding my own business, I said, okay, I've forgiven that person. I'm feeling good about it. Maybe a week later or a month later or maybe six months later, or maybe a year later, maybe five years later, all of a sudden that thought comes in my mind, what they did. When that thought comes in my mind, I don't know how you do, but I started getting mad all over again. I thought, where, where, I wonder where they are right now. I'm going to find that person. You ever feel like that? Oh, no, you're too good. You just, you just take that little halo off and put it on the seat because I don't believe it. <laughs> you start thinking like that, and here's what we do. It's a tool of the devil because the devil cannot control your thoughts, but he sure can inject thoughts. Amen. And so he makes that thought come up. And here's what I've learned to do. I had to change the channel. When that thought comes in about what that person did to me, instead of dwelling on it, I have to begin to say, okay, instead of me thinking about what they've done to me, I've got to think about what God's done for me. Every time that's become a trigger in my life, when I start thinking about what someone done to me, then I let that be a trigger to think about what God's done for me. And let me tell you something, the devil hates it when, when you praise God. And so if you let every, every fiery dart that he puts in your mind, every bad thought in your mind to be a trigger to worship God, he won't do it very long. So when it comes to my mind, he says, oh, I, that thought pops in my mind, what they've done, and I just go, oh. And then all of a sudden I have to remember, the Holy Spirit reminded me, no, Jeff, it's not about what they've done to you, it's what God's done for you. Then I say, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you provided for me. You've given me the clothes on my back, oh God. Everything I have, oh Lord, you has been a blessing from you. You blessed me, Lord, this morning. You gave me the air that I'm breathing right now. Lord, you have strengthened me all the days of my life. I will bless your name. When you do that, my friend, when you do that, the devil will flee from you and you will have victory like you've never had before. Amen. When instead of thinking about what they've done to me, what has God done for me? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to do something now. It's time for you to act. Remember your prescription that we gave, the little piece of paper, take it out. Those of you at home, take your piece of paper out. What I want you to do today is this. I want you to release it. I want you to release those people. 
And the way that we're going to do that today is this, is that we're going we're to write on this piece of paper, we're going to write either a letter, which represents someone's name, our initials, whatever. And if you're beside somebody and you don't want them to know and you're afraid that they're going to guess who it is, just because it might be them. <laughs> okay, not in this room, I know, but why don't you just put a little dot on that paper because God knows. And what I want you to do is they begin to sing this song. You're going to bring it to God. And you're going to give it to God today. And whenever that comes back up to your mind, you're going to be reminded of this day that that's the day that you gave it to God. And so right now, I'm going to pull my pen out of my pocket. I'm going to write some initials on this card. Now listen, do not write name, phone, dress, phone number, and address, okay? We're not going to talk to those people. Just write on your card. And as they begin to sing this song, I want you to bring it down here. And you're going to do just what I'm going to do. You're going to stick it right on this stage. And you're going to say, you're going to leave it here. Those of you at home, I want you to take it to your trash can or wherever you are. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.